Hello team, welcome to the Strong, Healthy, Happy podcast. The podcast that teaches you how to build a strong, healthy, happy body with an anti-diet culture and mental health approach. I'm Liz Campbell, owner and trainer at M12 Fitness. Let's get on with today's episode so you can start building a strong, healthy, happy body. What is fascia? You may have heard about it before, or you may have no idea what it is. Regardless, fascia is an important tissue we have in our bodies that does more than you might think. Today, we're going to talk about what it is, what it does, some of the systems that help us move and stabilize, and how to treat tight fascia. So fascia is a soft connective tissue that wraps around and between muscles, tendons, and ligaments. It also binds other tissues, all of our organs, and all systems together in the body. I want you to think of fascia almost like a plastic grocery bag. That's kind of the texture it has. And it holds our tissues and organs in place. Without it, things like our lungs and our hearts would be well, I was gonna I was gonna say in our feet, but no, not that low. But basically fascia is propping up all of our organs and keeping them in the places they need to be. Aside from providing the structural support our bodies need, fascia also has sensory receptors that tell our whole body about our body's movements and where our body parts are located in space. I do find that little piece of information quite neat. Fascia has both mobility and stability qualities, which are called viscoelasticity and stiffness. So viscoelasticity is a combination of elastic and plastic properties, so going back to that, pl that plastic grocery bag, um, which allow the soft tissues in our bodies to return to their original shape after being stretched and also to adapt to a sustained period of stretching. Elasticity in our bodies allows us to build or lose muscle tissue, absorb collisions, and perform stretches without permanently changing the length of our muscles and fascia. Plasticity allows the body to change in response to sustained periods of lengthening. For example, a static stretch of more than 30 seconds. So muscle tissue tends to be more elastic while fascia tends to be more plastic. Stiffness talking more about this, is a fascial quality that's necessary for stability, and it also allows better mobility. So having the right amount of stiffness will stop hypermobility and instability, but too much stiffness will inhibit mobility. So if you find, for example, like your range of motion is quite small, it may not be your muscles, it may be your fascia that is working against you. So muscle and fascia together is called myofascia, and they always function together regardless of how they're moving. Fascia gives muscle a strong and flexible structure for it to function. Fascia covers all muscles and connects them so anything that restricts fascia movement will also restrict muscle movement. So that being said, here's a list of things that can actually restrict fascial mobility um, and can also prevent optimal muscle function as well. First one on the list, being dehydrated. Make sure you're getting your water and getting enough water every single day. After that, sitting all day without moving, also called immobility. Another one on this list is excessive working 
out. Please, please make sure to get your rest. I know I preach about this often, but rest is just as important as the workout itself. All right. Um, kind of adding on to that part of the list, excessive physical labor, which could also kind of fall under the excessive working out part of this as well. Daily emotional stress. Who's not stressed out right now? Um, daily emotional stress can lead to our fascia getting very, very tight. Another is not enough sleep. When we sleep, our bodies repair themselves. If you are not getting enough sleep, you may find that you are having issues with your fascia. After that, we have the inability to relax. If you are tense all the time, your fascia is going to tense up as well, very similarly like your muscles do. Another one that we can kind of put into that realm as well is anxiety. If you're always anxious, if you're always tense, that is going to do a number on your fascia as well. And the last one on the list is poor diet. Fascia is a tissue which runs off of protein. If you are not getting sufficient protein intake, your fascia may suffer because of this. Any of these things that I've listed can bring on a negative change in the structure and function of our myofascia, um, which can lead to the following symptoms. So tight muscles and tight fascia, poor posture, pain, stiff joints, scar tissue. So that's basically if your myofascial um, system is not being helped, it can lead to scar tissue over the long run. Restricted range of motion and just general mobility. And then it can also lead to decreased strength, balance, and speed as well. This is just another example of how everything in our bodies is connected. And what we do to take care of one type of tissue can highly benefit another. Stretching, flexibility, really important, not just for your muscles, but for your fascia as well. So now we're going to get into some of the systems, how they work, where they're connected, and what they do for us. These are called myofascial slings or myofascial systems. Um, these allow us to trace the characteristic patterns of tension in our bodies. So there's a lot of research done on these myofascial slings. And with all the information on them, I could probably go on forever. Uh, but today I'm gonna tell you about some that relate to our fitness and our posture themselves. So the first one I'm going to talk about today is called our anterior superficial or our superficial front line. Anterior is just a fancy word meaning in front, so the front of our bodies. This sling runs from the top of our toes. And if you kind of want to follow along as I kind of tell you where these are mapped, feel free to do that. But this sling runs from the top of our toes up our shins. So the fronts of our fronts of our shins, the fronts of our thighs, they travels up the abdominals in the front and our chest and into the front of our necks. So this sling helps our bodies maintain posture and balances the next sling I'm going to talk about called our posterior superficial. So basically the mirrored version of our anterior superficial. It's responsible for flexing our trunks and cervical spines, extending our knees and dorsiflexing our ankles, which means to point your toes up. So our posterior superficial going straight into this one, 
It's also called our superficial backline. And like I was saying, this is the backside of our body's version of the anterior superficial that I just told you about. It runs from the bottoms of our feet up through our calves, hamstrings, and lower back along our spinal extensor muscles, okay, which are right around our spine in the back to the fascia of the scalp and forehead. So a little fun fact for you today, you have, you actually have no muscles on the top of your head. It's all fascia. And that fascia runs basically from the back of your neck, kind of where your skull connects to your spine, all the way to the front, um, basically to the tops of our foreheads. This one helps with our posture, like our anterior superficial does, and helps with extension and hyperextension movements. The next one we're going to talk about is called our posterior longitudinal sling. And this one runs from our hamstrings through our pelvis and along our back muscles. This sling is activated during forward flexion or when you bend forward. One of its biggest roles is bringing us back to a standing position. And it's involved in movements like jumping, kettlebell swings, and the top half of a deadlift. So next one is called the lateral line. Again, if you're following along with where it is, feel free. This runs from the bottoms of our feet up the sides of our legs and thighs. Then it crisscrosses up the sides of our torsos and into our neck muscles. This one stabilizes our bodies through lateral and rotation movements. Okay, so twisting side to side throughout that core and also provides stability for our pelvises and hips when standing, walking, and twisting. Similarly to the lateral line in this list, we have the lateral sling. This one runs up the outside of our thighs, across our pelvis, and into our opposite lower back muscles from where it started. So it kind of crisscrosses into those lower back muscles. This one helps control sideways movements of the pelvis, especially when it comes to single leg movements. And the last one I'm going to talk about today is called the spiral line. So this one is a bit of a longer one, so buckle up. Um, it runs down the backs of our necks, across our shoulder blades, goes under our shoulders to the fronts of our bodies, crosses through our belly buttons, to the opposite hip, then down the lateral thigh, across our shins and under our feet. It then travels back up through our lateral leg, crosses to our lateral hamstring and up our backs, finishing at our skulls where it started. So that's one that stops and ends in the same spot. The spiral line controls and stabilizes rotational movements of the body and helps us maintain balance in all planes of movement. And now that we've gone through the systems, one thing you might be wondering now that we've kind of been through all of this is, so how do I treat it? How do I make sure I'm keeping my fascia healthy? The first thing I'm going to tell you, stretch daily. Like I previously said, stretching doesn't just help your muscles. Um, try to stretch for at least 10 minutes, holding each position for at least 30 seconds. Another option is foam rolling, or if you don't have a foam roller, things around the house like tennis balls or rolling pins, baseballs, these things work wonders. When rolling, once you find a tender spot, work at it for anywhere between 30 to 60 seconds while it kind of slowly goes away. 
One thing I will say though about rolling and stretching, both should feel uncomfortable without feeling any rips or tears or pain. If you feel any of these things, please stop whatever you are doing and ice the area right away. Another practice to help with your fascia, yoga. It's a great practice to help keep your fascia healthy. Not only will it help with your flexibility and strength, it's also going to help lower your stress levels, which again can lead to that tight fascia. Like I was saying a little bit earlier in this episode, staying hydrated is another one. If you're dehydrated, your bodily tissues can't function the way you're supposed to. If you're dehydrated, your bodily tissues can't function the way they're supposed to. And the last piece of advice I'll give you today is to not skip cardio. This is a tough one for me too. I love lifting weights. Cardio, not necessarily my favorite thing to do, but fascia loves heat. So the warmer you can make yourself, the more flexible your fascia will become. And to give you a heads up team, the M12 Fitness Home Workout Community is going to be on sale starting March 28th. If a workout community you can finish on your own time with an anti-diet culture and mental health approach is for you, I would love to have you on the team. Get more info at m12fitness.com home dash workout. That's our episode. Thanks so much for your time team. I always appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to like, share, subscribe, and I would truly appreciate a review if you feel so inclined to leave one. Check out what M12 Fitness is all about and what we offer at m12fitness.com. That's m12fitness.com. And find us on Facebook and Instagram at m12fitnessliz. Thanks again so much for being part of the team, and I'll be back with more soon.